yeah, yeah. Right? No, like, no, no, no. It was it was t- the Tennessee Titans. I'm just trying to think about who the other who his counterpart who the was. Other back was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't remember at this time. Don't worry, I'm going to be editing this part out. We'll we'll chop not, that. Not yeah, going to let us. That. Not going to let that. us sound like idiots, brother. Nope, not on my watch. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And I got to say, we have a dynamite show today. I know, I know you're thinking I have to say that, like it's just kind of in the prerequisite, I got to punch it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding, most awesome. Am I kidding? Tell them I'm not kidding. No, you're not. No, it's, it is explosive, so check your eardrums. <laughs> it's, it's healthy. It's uh, pod, pod dynamite. There's got to be a pun there, right? Like, like pot holders, but like pod holders because it's so hot. You need pod holders. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe. Like, I, I can always I can already see the merch just with <laughs> Mad Podcast pot holders. Uh, well, uh, we want to thank you guys for the listen. Uh, we are on iTunes now. We please, we beg you, go on there, give a subscribe, give a little comment, leave five stars. It it helps us out a lot. And please tell a couple friends. That'd be huge. Yeah, or one. Or, or one, one friend. Just, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we do, you've got a busy week. We don't want to overtask you. Just let one friend know. Let one friend exactly. know what you heard here. Exactly. You bump into somebody at the grocery store, let them know about <laughs> Mab World. Yeah, just tell them and then apologize for running into them with your cart. Exactly. So, most awesome, we are at, uh, we have had 152 listens through our first five episodes. Oh, look uh, out. Not too shabby. I don't know what that means in comparison to everything else, but, and I don't know how many are. Yours and mine, but it's still. I know not all 152 are ours. I can tell you that. Sure. So this is that we well subtracted minimum 10, right? Because I know mm-hmm. you and I have listened to each one of our podcasts. So <laughs> sure. Well, actually, no. Yeah, eight, eight, eight. Because well, we can't we can't count the ghost podcast. We we can't. But I, but I do feel like we do it as a favor to each other. You're like, hey, Brandana, will you listen to my most awesome podcast? And I kind of do the same. I'm just like, hey, most awesome, will you listen to this Brandana podcast I just recorded? It just happens to be our podcast and the same. Exactly. Podcast. Exactly right. Exactly. We told our friend and it was each other. <laughs> uh, here's what we're getting into to, uh, today, guys. We have a little bit of ripped from the headlines, which is going to hit on the NFL draft. We're going to go into the MAB inbox. We have one from text and one from email. Do the most awesome, most awesome parody tips. Uh, you know, I, Usually I kind of sit back and listen most awesome, but I, uh, I have some ideas on this. It's a good one. I want to chime in a little bit. Going, okay. going to our Neapolitan Showdown, a uh, popular <laughs> segment where we went through the ice cream. We're going to debate something in honor of Villanova's win. And then going to the gambling corner, going to throw some NBA playoff odds at most awesome, see what it comes up with, because he did so well in the NCAA tournament. Check the tape, folks. Check the That's tape. That's right. Uh, we're going to go into our MVP of the week and then end as we do with Tales from the Frat. How was your week, brother? What you have going on? It was good. It was. I mean, it was good despite you know Michigan's L that we took handily against uh, Dante Divincenzo. Sure. But yeah, it was good, man. It was good. How about yours, bro? Uh, it was good. It was. Hey, do. Okay, so do losses like that in the championship? Because I remember KU going through one with Kentucky. Does it help right. to just kind of like be down like early, like we're never gonna fucking win this, 
or like, I mean, it's that, it's that old question, right? Is it just like get blown out or like lose a tie? I, I feel like a lose a on a buzzer beater, right? Yeah, yeah. that would be a, that would be hard to swallow. Like you kind of have you kind of have like the whole like three quarters of the second half to be like, oh, this isn't fucking happening. Copy that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, well, it, it's tough too because I didn't. This was not on the radar for this year's team, for Michigan's team. It just wasn't in the cards. I didn't think yep. it was going to be anything that was going to be championship level. You know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, hey, we're happy to be here. But into the championship game. And then just to, just, just to get that dusting of, hey, we're playing with them for the first, like, 11, 10, 11 minutes. We're right there with them. We have a real shot at this if, we, if this kind of holds out. I don't know. I think getting it snuffed early and quickly kind of just makes for just a kind of sour two hours. At least <laughs> yeah. like if we had, uh, at least if we had, if we lost on a buzzer beater, it's like, man, you know, if we lost like UNC lost two years ago um, to Villanova on that Chris Jenkins, it's kind of like, well, I mean, it's just an amazing shot. What are you going to do? Yeah. Take nothing away from it. But it's like, oh, we got out class. Like, they took it to us pretty good, and it and it just became like a frustrating thirty minutes of basketball. Yeah. Hashtag uh, NFC Championship. Know what you're talking about, brother? Yeah. I know what right. you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Did you sent me right before that Michigan game started? I mean, not right before it started, not like before tip. You were in the zone, but we had talked about. Uh, you shot me this gambling ticket you had seen, and someone before the tournament had put what is like fifty thousand, forty thousand dollars. No, fifteen. <laughs> No, 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 25. It was 25. Okay. <laughs> I was all over the place. You missed all the numbers, but it, you, <laughs> it was close. I would so. kind of do a higher, lower thing, take the average of the mean, relax. Uh, 25, <laughs> 25,000 to win 1 million, and I think yeah. that's what started our conversation of hedging. I wonder if he hedged. Uh, that's the thing, because would you say that he needed to hedge that bet? He needed to bet 500K yeah. on Nova? Yeah, it would have been, yeah, oh, yes, he would have done, or like, depending on how he felt, but yeah, 500K on Nova, because. He can't do he can't do to cover because then he could get fucked. Like because if Nova wins but doesn't cover, then he loses both bets. So he'd have right. to do he would have to do like a Nova money line, which was probably I, I think it was like minus four hundred. So let's just say he bet four hundred thousand to one hundred thousand. So yeah, so yeah, that that he would at least walked out of there with like one hundred fifty thousand. Not a bad afternoon. He yeah. didn't know it was a shitty game from a Michigan fan. Yeah. I was just trying to get your attention off of it. Okay, brother, let's uh, let's jump into the segments. <laughs> let's go. Uh, rip from the headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. So the NFL draft's coming up. It's uh, Thursday, yep. April 26th. I'm always like, people ask me if I get excited, but as you know, most awesome, I don't really watch college football, so I kind of have to tap on your shoulder, talk to my other friends that watch it to kind of, because I'm a big, big NFL fan. Like, love the NFL, number right. one sport. And it's something I want to get into, never quite can. But uh, you had a good idea. I, th I think to link into that coming up, we'd like to do a little... You want to do a little uh, cornerstones, right? Cornerstones of drafts that didn't quite pan out. What, what do you call them this segment, brother? Well, I was calling it the cornerstones that turned out to be Lincoln Logs. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I pitched it as. But, I mean, I mean Brandana vehemently denied that <laughs> no, one. Vehemently so, strong. Yeah, I appreciate you giving me the segment to just you know what? It's, throw it out there. It's your show, too, so we can handle a few of your shitty titles every once in a while. <laughs> 
Oh, we'll get some shitty. We'll get some shitty moments later on down the road. Don't oh, you yeah. worry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, okay. So let's. We did kind of reduce this segment just to keep you guys posted. You're not hearing crazy since we have a lot of other segments we're introducing. We're doing top three uh, instead yeah. of top five, which I hope that means most awesome. You holding it to probably around seven. I'm guessing. That's right. Seven. I do. I actually have seven on, on the page because <laughs> I could do a whole lion subcategory of, of guys that we thought that were going to be franchise pieces. Yep. That. Uh, turned out to be pieces of shit so yep, everyone um, knows you can okay well let, we better get started then with your seven where are you starting okay now? okay okay so first off we're going to start with uh uh peter warwick who was drafted in 2000 now a lot of people brandon you probably don't remember peter warwick from the cincinnati Bengals. correct but correct right and there's no reason you should <laughs> he never had over a thousand yards in his six seasons that he was in there he only had 18 touchdowns in his career but he was drafted fourth overall coming out of college he was one of the most highly decorated wide receivers to date in in, in 99 he had he was a two-time Bolitnikoff finalist he was a two-time all-american three-time Three all acc and he was on that fsu team that was a pretty dominant 1999 fsu team so he was um, he was out there. So a lot of these guys on these lists have really big billings coming in to the pros, but never live up to the hype. So my number three person is Peter Warwick out of Florida State. Uh, then number two, a guy that I, I know you know, Reggie Bush. Mm. Um, mm. Okay. Reggie Bush. Okay. So here's the thing. I mean, if you watch SportsCenter during the 2004, 5, 6 era – Reggie Bush was a fixture of the top 10, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was all over the place. Unbelievable. And when, a lot of people don't remember this, but when the Houston Texans took uh, Mario Williams, the defensive end out of North Carolina State, it was like, are, are, are the Texans insane? Like, are yep. they losing their I minds that, when they yeah. had David Carr? They need to get a piece for him to use. And, and now they're going with this defensive end who played at a kind of a, a mid-level ACC team. Yeah. And Reggie Bush is a Heisman winner. He is uh, unbelievable stats, unbelievable highlights. I mean, just a true game breaker. But he never amounted to what we thought he was going to be at his USC era. I, I, yeah, I was going to ask you. Like, Reggie Bush was going to be. He was just going to kind of introduce the league to a different kind of back, like a back, like a like a combo back we hadn't really seen. He was going to kind of play a new kind of football. Like he was fast on his feet. Like. I, I think that's where all the talking heads invented the... Are we talking heads now, brother? We might be. Anywho. Ooh, I think we might be in that category. Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh, ooh. I'll have to think about that. Save it for another pod. Uh, yeah. it, I, I think it's where they invented that phrase we hear all the time now, like, quote-unquote, in space. Like, get him the ball in space. Because he was like this this mega talent that wasn't going to run between tackles, and all you had to right. do was kind of, you know, get him like a short little outlet pass in the flats and just let him go nuts. Right, exactly. Yeah, I wonder if, you know, you kind of look at it and sometimes players are born like a generation or two early. I, I almost wonder, is he, was he maybe, would he have been better suited for today's more uh, horizontal and vertical passing game? You know what I mean? Like sure. throwing out the, the wide receiver bubble screens and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he only had 2,000 yard rushing seasons and neither one of them were with the Saints. One of them was with the Lions. Mm -hmm. He's the last Lions 1,000 yard rusher. But he just had a real up and down. He had 88 catches as his rookie year. So talking about getting him the ball and getting him into space, they definitely tried to do that. But his yards per carry, his first three seasons in New Orleans were less than four, which is kind of, that's the standard for NFL running backs. You gotta have average four, four yards a carry. Yeah, and He couldn't do that. 
Yes, um, it's kind of crazy to think about, like, because you said if he came around now, like, did he kind of, did he kind of, like, pave the way for, like, a Camara? Right, exactly. Yeah, I definitely think, like, he, yeah, he is, Camara is what they envisioned him to be. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know. Here's the other thing to think about, too, is, is they had, uh, oh, shoot, I don't want to say it was Deuce McAllister that was there. I don't think it was him. I think it may have been Deuce McAllister there, too. But they had the, the kind of setup, because you, with Camara, you've got uh, Mark Ingram, who yeah. kind of, he goes between the tackles, he'll get the tough yards, he'll be your goal line guy. And then you find creative ways to get him out there in space for Kamara. He is certainly a serviceable pro, Reggie Bush. But just when you compare his his NFL career, he had less than 6,000 yards rushing in his entire career. And uh, compare it to the, the buildup of what was USC Reggie Bush. I mean, that's, you know, number two overall. He just didn't live up to the hype. And then my, my number one uh, uh, cornerstone that, that, that fell short was Tim Couch. I don't know if you remember that name or not. He's, on my, he's on my list in a way. In a way. He's, he's on, on your list? list? Yeah. Okay. Um, so he was drafted number one overall by the Browns in 1999. Um, an expansion Cleveland Browns. Because if you remember, they actually, yeah, the, the, the Browns The Cleveland Browns to to, are the Baltimore Ravens and the new Cleveland Browns are an expansion team. Exactly. Right. I, did, yes. I did know that most awesome. I did. There know you that. go. I like it. That's a, that's a, that's a hundred percent fact right there, my friend. <laughs> So the hype, it was kind of amazing because at the time when he came out of high school, he was the nation's leading passer in high school history. He had more yards, more completions, more touchdowns than any other high school quarterback in the country. Uh, ESPN, I was reading up on this, ESPN actually listed him as number six all-time high school athlete below LeBron um, and above Wilt Chamberlain and Kobe Bryant. So this is the kind of athlete that's coming out of high school. Um, he goes number one overall to the expansion Browns. So this is their cornerstone. This is their franchise quarterback. And he was released in 2003. His stat, I mean, he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Um, his accuracy, which he in college and high school, high school, he was like a 75% percentage or completion percentage guy. In college, he was at like 67%, which in that era is actually incredibly high in comparison to today's passing game. So you have to put it in context a little bit too. But he was in like low 60s, 50 percentage per completion percentages. So I mean, he just never made the splash that I think anyone thought he was going to be or, or certainly the buildup that he came into you know, from high school to college. Yeah, that's, that's a good take. And as you know, that kind of bleeds into one that's on my list. And in case the listeners haven't found out by now, they're going to find out soon enough. So I'll just let them know. Most awesome is the talent. Like you'll see, like, <laughs> he, he digs deep. He has the facts. He knows what the score is. You'll notice that old Brandana over here, he gets a little cute with his picks. So on, the, <laughs> on, that, on that note, uh, for a cornerstone that turned into a Lincoln log, ugh. As you say, nice. I, oh, that's uh, so good. Uh, Doesn't it feel good when you say it, or so, when it hits your ears, folks? So one one of my three on my list because I picked three because I play by the rules uh, are Cleveland quarterbacks. Since nineteen ninety nine, they have like you know they're they have that you know that infamous jersey that lists all of them and cross it off. But since nineteen ninety nine, they have taken four quarterbacks in the first round, right? And uh, not one of them panned out as more than bad luck. So it's. Cleveland QBs as cornerstones that turn out to be Lincoln Logs. You have Tim Couch in 1999, which you had uh, Brady Quinn, like yep. embarrassed himself, or not even like, just like, oh, God, you remember him like 
cutting to him just sitting in that room all by himself basically changed the way they invite kids to the draft now. And that that's not yeah. that's not an overstatement. That, that's like legit. Yeah, him and Aaron Rodgers are the two most kind of painful green room moments in NFL draft history. Just them sitting there and just just plummeting. And you can and the worst thing of it is too when you see that is is that is you're watching kids literally lose millions of dollars. Yeah. You're not just also just the embarrassment of, hey, because both Brady Quinn, they thought like, okay, it was he's going to be the first, second, or maybe third pick. But after that, and he just refalls to the, the mid-20s. I mean, I remember we were, we were actually at Coachella and listening to or driving to Coachella when that draft happened. And every one of the Chiefs fans that are our KC friends were freaking out because they thought, oh, we might have a chance to get Brady Quinn. Well, mm-hmm. good thing it didn't happen. Yeah, we'll circle back on you going to Coachella for another episode. But yes, Brady Quinn sitting in that back room. Uh, then, So that's two, 2012. Uh, this was a painful year for the Browns. So pick 22, they take Brandon Whedon. So there's another quarterback oh. that didn't pan out in the first round. <laughs> Do you remember uh, what their first pick was, the first round, which is third overall in 2012? Oh, is it Trent Richardson? It is, my friend. Well I told done, you I'd bring the awesome. stats. <laughs> I know. Everyone knows you the talent. I'm just, now I'm just setting up just haymakers, bro. It's T-ball for you now. Trent <laughs> Richardson, absolutely. That's two busts in one exactly. year. That's two Lincoln Logs in one year in 2012. And then oh, uh, 2014, of course, the infamous Johnny Menzel. Like, he just had this vibe of, and he, I think he came around, he's in the news, and I'll make this quick, but kind of admitted that he was lazy. And yeah. I, and I think that's kind of... Well, yeah, the funny a, thing that you said about that... It's a, little, sorry. It's, it's a little refreshing to hear just because I... And I'll let you finish most awesome, but it's you just don't kind of... You know that's the case for some of these guys that burn out so quickly, but you don't hear him say it. And it's it becomes so painfully obvious, but... You know, like, right. not a lot of hats off I can give to Johnny Menzel, but just be like, people should have known. <laughs> like, you just, like, look yeah. at it like I was just lazy. Well, he, he, he cited his laziness in the most millennial way possible, which he was like, the Cleveland Browns should have known that I was lazy. <laughs> oh, that's like, that. Oh, actually, okay. you know what? I, you're right. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take back my tip of the hat. I'm putting my hat back on my head <laughs> solidly. Right. The fact that he was just, like, like passively, like, blame It's just like, it's the Browns' fault. <laughs> it's the Browns' right. fault. I'm a lazy piece of shit. Right. right. Not that he was lost in the sauce. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll go to my, before you get to your bonus round, Rapid Fire 4. Uh, I'll finish my list. I have um, RG3 for the Redskins. So I, I think this, this has a legit spot just because of how much the Redskins gave up to move up four spots. Right. If you remember, they, they, traded, they traded three first rounds and a second round to move up four spots to grab uh, RG3. I, I imagine they'd grab whoever fell to them, but everyone knew the Colts were taking Andrew Luck, so they right. had their eyes on RG3. Right. And the weird thing is, is they did that and then hedged their bets. And they, yeah. This is pre-date. This is pre-date. Let's, let's go Vikes. Brandana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> predate Brandana's gambling corner. So they hedged their bet. They hedged their investment and <laughs> in taken the fourth round, Kirk Cousins, which immediately, like when you're listening to that, you're like, wow, that, I mean, the whole idea of drafting like a franchise quarterback is, is, Hey, we're, we're throwing you the keys to the, to the bus. Like you, you're, it's your ship. You're driving it. Like you're the, you're the, you're the guy. But then you bring a fourth round quarterback who is pretty heralded in his own right as like, hey, this is going to be your rookie backup. I don't know. It sends a weird message. Oh, you're right. You know what's wild, though? Like, let's fly through some starting quarterbacks that weren't taken in the first round. Like, Tom Brady, 
Aaron Rodgers, right. like Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm sure there are more, but I'm just like kind of putting that together. I mean, I've always been. Well, Kurt, well Aaron Rodgers was taken in the first round, not to correct you, but the other two weren't. Hey, most most awesome. Yeah, what's up? Don't correct me on this podcast. <laughs> all right, <laughs> not right. see the floor. No, no, so, someone's gonna look up. Like I said, I, you know what? I, I've set the table. You're the talent. I'm not. I just I didn't know his first round. I thought it was a little later. You know what? Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Uh, all right, let's fly <laughs> through just to finish up this segment. Let's real fast hit me with your remaining four. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could go. I could go. Lions. Oh wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry. I have I have one more in mind. One, one, oh, one, tell one. me. Uh, <laughs> and my third pick is uh, a cornerstone that turned into Lincoln Logs was the Vikings missing their seventh pick in two thousand and three. The funny thing about this also is the Vikings missing just straight up. Like they were saying, they were trying to trade down and get rid of their pick. The right. rule, the rule is once you miss a pick, like you can interrupt anytime after that and just kind of take your pick, so it's not like you lose it for the entire round. But right. uh, there were two. The two teams following them were so quick on the draw that two t- after they missed their pick, two other teams got their pick in before they finally got their pick. It was like oh, I, yeah. it was uh, Jaguars. I think took uh, Byron Leftwich and. I think uh, I don't, Baltimore Ravens maybe. Well, that's the thing is I do remember listening to that, and I, I and this is totally hearsay, and this is not this is not even a fact. But I I, I thought that there was an element of because back then that was when the rookie wage scale was not structured the way it is today, so you had a big time investment in these guys, and it really depreciated the further you got back in the first round. So. I, it, oh. and we could maybe do, we could maybe yeah we and I'm not saying that they were like you're bringing a little you know, conspiracy theory brother yeah that they were looking that they had their guy in mind and kind of I think you know thought that they were not going to get maybe they they, they could have had two or three guys in mind yeah but none of those guys they wanted to sync up those big dollars on so they let them and, and they so were they kinda, they, and they were thinking like the next two behind us like this isn't on their draft board like we'll be okay missing a couple picks. Exactly, and in the process, we will save eight million dollars in the in, in out of our rookie pool. I mean, I, I I don't know if that's this is true, but that's a little that's a little NFL conspiracy for See, that. See, look that at that. E- even when I bring you facts, like you still have the deeper dive. I'm impressed. <laughs> impressed, most awesome. Uh, yeah. Okay, real fast, brother. Hit us with your uh, your consolation yeah, I mean, bracket. You did Browns QBs. I could have done Lions QBs. Andre Weir <laughs> out of Houston. Sure. I mean, I, you know, number seventh all, overall. There, he was there to pair with Barry Sanders. Um, I, he was he was awful. Joey Harrington out of Oregon, number three. I mean, he was not great. Uh, he just just had I don't know just never really meshed with the fan base he kind of he kind of was like a dork really is what it was and it's like as, a, as an NFL quarterback you kind of have to have a little swagger about you he did not and Mike McMahon who was out of Rutgers I think he drafted in the seventh round like became like an immediate fan favorite and that guy was like a, the biggest douche ever but we can do a whole nother <laughs> deep dive on that oh you know what we should do most awesome I, I'm gonna put in the ar- archives uh like worst QB swaggers like QBs that kind of you know like like the Brad Johnsons the uh, yes. Trent Dilfers yeah. <laughs> right Trent Greens right exactly yes yeah. oh, I like I like oh right now now you're just you're trolling our the more most popular audience with that Trent Green comment I like it I like it <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, Chuck Long in 1986 they drafted him 12th overall had this huge story career out of Iowa actually played in five bowl games I don't know how you can do that as a college quarterback to be played in five bowl. <laughs> 
games mm-hmm. and uh, huge numbers. Now he's a great offensive coordinator, but yeah, Chuck Long did not. He sucked dick as a NFL quarterback. And then Charles Rogers, who injuries and hype, we took him number two overall. He was the second of many wide receivers that the Lions took high and uh, just didn't, didn't work out. So those are the other cornerstones for you, Brandana. Thanks, Most Awesome. Thanks for sneaking in that kind of like lion segment that that lion just little claws to it's for the, the fans it's for the fans we'll get some and that moves us into the mab inbox so we have two this week we have uh one from the text threads and one from uh got another email which we'll read right. on the air uh so we have a text both thread. of which i studied diligently <laughs> I, I i think you're hedging your bet right now on that Exactly. Like that, our take two, our take one that we just cut out for this take two. But <laughs> uh, so uh, something that came up in a text thread, which had existed long before the MAB podcast, but now That's right. yo, we should rename that text thread the MAB fan base. Anywho, oh, we're, we're doing it right. We're, yeah. we're, we should do it as the pod drops, and they'll be like, "What the fuck?" He's got oh, each time we do it, and they'll have to keep changing it. Uh, right. uh, okay, so your your sign off came up. Like it was very casual. Yeah, so I got called out for not having a sign off for just being like bye, uh, very generically. So uh, I texted you after that that hey, I want to work out, just kind of workshop for the fans. I, I'm I'm not married, much like my children, they're all equal in my eyes. Yeah. So I really want the the fans to let me know with their response and, okay. and what they think. Um, That'd be a good so time to gonna... drop the. Uh, so he's gonna drop these and then please vote. You can reach us at. MAB sports podcast at gmail.com weigh in on, I want to be honest, most awesome. I liked your sign off. I liked your buy. It was confident. It was just like, I don't, I don't need to dress this up. I gave you guys all I have. I literally have nothing else, but kind of this exactly. one syllable. Bye. But, uh, if, if Bye. it, I, I think you're bringing up, <laughs> I think you're bring up real ones. So if it pleases the court, uh, I wrote up a few of my own for you that I just, I want to audition and then you can jump into real ones that we'll do. Okay, this is this is gonna get hot though. Like, <laughs> this I, is gonna I, get okay, okay. So here's the here's the first one. Okay. Here's the first one, and this is little. This is for you. This is this is really pointed at you. Sure. Thanks for listening. I get hot out of carpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good combo. You know what? I watched the the story behind this is, uh, I we were in LA. I uh, most awesome. We're watch. Yeah. We were, no, I think we're no. I think because I was no. We were hooping. No. Okay. I, all right. We were hooping, but I was eating hot, hot Cheetos at one time. You say that line happens in The Wire, and then I watched the entire series no, of The Wire waiting no. to hear that wire, and it doesn't happen. No, I didn't say it happened in The Wire. I said, because I, ex- I was explaining the virtues of The Wire to you. We were, I remember we were at the, the, the gym over, and not Point City Park, but the other gym that it, but was inside. Sure. And it was you, me, and, and Jim, or Joe Face Lampshade. And Stories full of holes. Full of holes. What are you talking about? We're sitting there and we're talking about it, and I'm explaining it to you. And David Simon, who is a beat writer in Baltimore, talked about this real life gangster who got upset about the flaming hot Cheetos, and the guy spilled it all over his carpet. He says, "Don't you know you can't get hot on a carpet?" <laughs> right, which we, right. which became a classic that's line. That's right. That's right. That's great. Which you thought that I was going to be in the show? And I did. Then you, I did. Ever since, have beat me up on it. I did. I, I watched the entire show waiting for that. You know what? In retrospect, or like in your defense, it happened to be a great show, so it was worth it. It was worth me right. like just kind of digging and doing my research for that line. It was like an A plus, but it could have been an A plus plus had it had you can't get hot I mean, on the carpet. Yeah, I would like to, but now I kind of give you credit for it. All right, what else you got right, for okay. us? How many do you got right. on this? Um, I want to know what one, it's in. One, two, six. Okay. All right. Seven. I, 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 okay. 
I have some too. You want me to share mine at the okay. end, or you want to like shuffle them in? Uh, peppermint, if you think they're 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 they fit the the sure. The, okay, go with the, your next one. I only have you. Okay, okay. Go ahead. All right, here's it. Okay, you've been hit with a sports bukkake. <laughs> oh, no. no. I, okay. I think no? I think. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have prepped for these. I should have heard them first, brother. I, I think like anything that even leans us is into it, it, more broy slash sexual salty. Like I don't. It's just like me too. Is, but it, too, I, is I, it too aggressive? It's it's pr- it's pretty in your face. Okay, like it's okay. it's honestly like there's two spectrums. There's bi, and then <laughs> what you just said. Your goodbye okay. and what you said, and then there's everything in between. So, so okay, we've, esta- okay. we've established right, well, the extremes. So now, now, now I know where the line is. Now I know I can bring it back. Yeah. Okay. So then maybe this, this is maybe on a little bit more on the consensual front. Probably not, but let's hear it. Okay. We just put our pod inside you. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I, yeah, I don't hate that one. I, I, okay. no, I don't. I want to. I want to keep that one in the running. Okay. So then this one, I kind of, this is a play on a, on a hip hop song. Sure. My neck, my back, my podcast and my crack. <laughs> you like that one? Like I kind of saw it coming and it's still a home run. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Uh, I don't even want to um, read mine now. Let me read. Yours are too funny. Let me get through some of mine. Okay. They're pale in comparison, but I still took the time to write them out. So. Um, okay. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I can read these now. Okay. Uh, don't bring a six in here. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Well, yeah, I should have read these first. Um, nope. I'm not, I'm not reading any of these. I read them too off air. Keep going. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, what okay, what okay. else you got? So, so here I have a little homage to, um, to, to, to Dennis Miller here. And, uh, that's the pod and I am out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was probably no, the safest. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, that's a safe one. That that one's PG. That one's I for like the it. kids and and the ladies. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it's just like it like if if we were so here's the thing if we were already like if our podcast was like kind of vanilla and we needed like a real excl- exclamation point then it's just right. like yeah maybe but it's if our, we wanted to vanilla with bean curd is what we're <laughs> yeah there you go okay there you go all right. Jim uh, all right you got you got another one. Okay, yeah. Okay, this one. This one I gotta get a little worked up for. Um, how many of our, our of our of our fans out there are, are Wu Tang fans? Anyone? Mm. Do you know? I, okay. I don't. I don't think they can answer. Are you from? Are you are you Wu Tang fan, Brandana? Uh, I am. Feels like I can't say no, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard a Wu Tang Clan song. Okay, so this is this is a playing on uh, the Method Man song from Wu Tang. Okay, which is the intro of that. Okay. I gotta get a little hyped up, a little street on this. Do it, bro. Okay? Do it. Okay. Do it. Okay. In the zone. We're doing a pod. Episode six. Episode six. C- coming at you. Okay. Six. From the slums of Shaolin, Mad World strikes again. The Brandana, most awesome. Jim Face Clock. Doris the OG. <laughs> Zombie Dad. D Rock. Trent the Hot Hand. And M A B P O D Cast. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome, there you go. brother. Oh, that's a little hats off to our listening audience out there. There you nice. go. Okay, I wanted to, I wanted to end it on a high good. note. That was good. That was really good. Uh, okay, I'll read through mine now that there's uh, you have an awesome one and your first two hilarious ones. Uh, yeah, I really <laughs> like that last one. Uh, so you know how I always say coming at you live, and I don't know what the definition of yep. live is. Okay, so um, right, I'm coming at you a live because this is most awesome. Not playing opossum. 
Oh it's... my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's okay. good. That's cute. That's okay. cute. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, if we gotta, you know, if we do like a, I don't know, like a it's kid, no a sports kid's... bukkake, but it's good. <laughs> of course, it's not. Um, <laughs> and then I have we ever said uh, this is just that's all I have that I'll read on the air. Have we said um, Paul? Dawson? Have Dawson? we ever said that? No. Dawson? I have heard of people have gone, done the, the, the awesome Dawson thing. Yeah, and it's kind of like that, that's, that ra- rhyme thing, but the words don't actually rhyme. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's called a... Oh, shit. I wish I would have looked it up because uh, it would have seemed like a genius. It's my favorite thing in the world, but it's when you like just jam two words together. And there's actually like... It's not a spoonerism. It's not like an onomatopoeia, like, but there's a, like an English language lit word for it, like when you just kind of jam those together. And that's what I did I, with your name. I didn't do well in English, so I, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, okay, but really, really well done. You brought Were those the... strong? Okay. All yeah. Right. So really now, well done. now we have to have Rapped. the fans. I've got to, like I said, these yes. are my children. I can't discern between one or the other. Although if one of them was a boy, I'd pick that one. Sorry, so uh, email us at <laughs> MAB Sports, that's sports plural, podcast at gmail.com with your vote. Uh, most awesome run through them real fast. Just one at a time. Boom, 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 boom. Hot out of carpet. Uh, sports bukkake. My podcast and my crack. Uh, we put our pot inside you. Correct. That's the pot I am out of here. And then the Wu-Tang intro. M-A-B P-O-D cast. Okay. Right. And if you have your own, guys, if you have your own ideas out there, I'll be gladly I will gladly read them out on, on the air and, and you can feel that much closer to Brandana and most awesome. Cinnamon, cinnamon. Uh, well done again, brother. That's hilarious. Okay, uh, now going to viewer email. Uh, it is from. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the first three lines. It it is a okay. regular listener that we have we have mentioned on air. So I just want you to guess who it's from. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, Scarlett Bro Jansons. That's that's funny. Oh, it's Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah, yeah, Bro Jansons. Yeah. Bro uh, Jansons. For, yeah. First time short line email coming at you live. That's a little uh, slam. It's a dick at you, man. It's a, I, I know. I'm here. I'm reading it. I see it. Tin Cup made it in 12. You put it on your list of top three. You get it right. I did say Tin Cup last week. Put it in at 13. So right out of the gate, there's a compliment that I was think was supposed to be the Trojan horse to just basically slug me over the head. First time, short time. Short time listeners, not our fault, I think, because we're only, you know, we're five weeks into this. this exactly. Madness, this madness. Exactly. Uh, coming at you live was a dig, obviously, and then just the straight fact-checking me is 100% dig. But, is, but are we sure that fact's right? I mean, how do we know? So excited to call me out. I'm, I'm, sure, it's, I'm sure it's right. Who's that from, brother? Okay. I'm going to go. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not Ash or, mm-hmm. or Callie Beth of Gmail. Correct. I'm going to go. It's our, our bro, D-Rock. The OF, the original frenemy of the podcast, coming at you. Uh, we do want to thank him, though. Uh, thank you, D-Rock, for reaching out. And um, let's jump into his email right now. So I'd say okay. intro, intro, but he does have a real question. Uh, speaking of the top three, why do you hate baseball and baseball movies? You mentioned three great mm. films that appear on tons of best of lists in Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, and A League of Their Own. And yet... Not on yours. Most Awesome says he enjoys to laugh. A little movie called Major League could have done that for you. It includes his favorite basketball player, Wesley Snipes. Funny callback. I do like the I do like Major League. It's great. Yeah, didn't make it tough. Hayes is great. He's he's Willie Mays Hayes is great. You got the whole Cleveland Indian thing. You got uh, Charlie Sheen. I mean, it's it's a great movie. I just we only have, we only have three. 
spots on that. Yeah. We, we, we limited ourselves to it, and, and, and I would gladly put it on. I, I put it on over uh, Bull Durham. Absolutely. You know what? Did, did you actually, is that one segment where you did actually limit yourself to three? Just open up your constellation bracket as you do and just throw it in there. There you go. There you go, D Rock. It's yeah. it's on his yes. it's on his four four to eight somewhere in there. Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so then he goes on to do uh, a very moving people come Ray the one constant through. Yep. We get it. we should watch Field of Dreams. I hear you. Uh, thanks for the email. The big question at the end here that D Rock liked us to hit is it's baseball, Bromios. So my question is why do you hate baseball so much? I will listen to the answer live on next week's podcast. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll, take, f- I'll take I'll take my answer live. Friend of me forever, bitch to your and one. Copy that. Uh, Very okay. Nice. Very nice, D Rock. Thank Very you, nice. D Rock. Thanks for the here's, uh, the. here's my first issue. There's 162 games in the season. I'm so gonna, there is. I'm going to back you up, Most Awesome. And I'm just going to jump in here because I was thinking about yeah. it. It's, I, it's not that I hate baseball. So there's, there's two things. And I'll let you, because you're going to do the deeper dive. So I'll just brush the highlights. It's, right. ru- it's rough to gamble on. It's. Like it's just, it's just yeah. hard. Like it's there's there's no more kind of sport that's a little bit more of a coin, and if you're gambling on that makes sense. If, if you're yeah. gambling on baseball, that's a hop, skip, and a jump away from like sitting at the track and gambling like full time. So you really have to check your your addiction. One eight hundred bets off. If you're betting baseball, one eight hundred bets off. Uh, the other thing is uh, I'll let you take from here, but just too many games. Like that's why I think I love the NFL. That's why. I'm not that much in the NBA as I should be. If this season was a little shorter, if every game mattered, and they kind of don't in baseball, take it most awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. There's 162 fucking games, and they play all the time. I mean, we we watch in the very beginning when the season comes out, right, for opening day. That's a big deal. Everyone's super excited. Then we fall asleep until the All-Star game, if that. And once we finally get into it, it's probably the last two, three weeks where a majority of the major leagues are are out of playoff contention. And we're really just kind of watching five or six teams um, maybe challenge for that wild card spot. Here's the other thing. Baseball is fucking boring to watch. They cannot figure out a way to speed it up. I do love the game. I grew up loving the game. I grew up listening and putting Harry Harry Carey on on because I grew up in, in Detroit. And listening to Cubs games, I grew up loving the 80s Tigers and Kirk Gibson and Chet Lemon and Alan Trammell. I love baseball. And Bo Jackson was my like all-time athlete growing up as a kid for football and for baseball. But it's excruciating to watch. And even when you watch sports and are in the highlights, how many diving catches or snags against the wall or home runs can we see before it just all looks the same no just give me some stakes give me some emotion and, and when you have 162 games there really isn't i love all the baseball stories i love all the weirdos that are in baseball and how ritualistic they are mm-hmm. and listen to wade boggs drink 47 you know beers on a domestic flight and listen to george brett shit his pants like yes i'm all in for that but watching the game and then talking about it you know i don't know i'm I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know who the who the big guys are. I mean, I know Bryce Harper is going to make four hundred million dollars. And if my kid, if I had a son, I'd probably be like, go play baseball because you can play for fifteen years and probably make like thirty million dollars if you're good. Yeah, it's a little uh, the game, and I'm not. I'm not saying like I get it. Like we're all action junkies and scoring, and you know, NFL changing the you know 
defensive rules that makes more scoring happen and like right. shortening the short cl- shot clock and basketball so more scoring happen. I, I get that like if but baseball has a huge problem and it's pridefully to a fault sticking in its ways when there's things that can improve the game and games should be improved and they change and I get the traditional list although I think this year that they're implementing the only five trips to the mound from the catcher you hear that yeah yeah, right? Yeah. What's, I mean, but uh, that's not – if that was on my top, like, 15 ways to speed up the game, sure. it would not – it wouldn't even be up there, right? Uh, it would be the, like, constantly, like, stepping out of the batter's box. Yeah. Here's the other thing that I that, – here's the other thing, and, and, and D-Rock, come at me. Baseball <laughs> oh, he is will. a – he will. He will, exactly. Come at me live, D-Rock. <laughs> Baseball is an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. Check me on that. Prove me wrong on that one. That's a little because bit. these these guys are just they 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 are. It's an individual sport. It's a pitcher versus a batter. The outfielders are are the only team ass or the infielders and the outfielders the only team defense of it. But aside from that, it's all individual matchups. That's all it is. I, I have this wild idea to improve baseball. I think we uh, we make the field a hundred like a hundred yards long. And then we take 11 players, put them in helmets for offense, 11 for defense. We give them a football, and then we have them kick off. Let's go, NFL! I like it. I 150 like days it. away. All right, D-Rock, thanks, like uh, thanks so much for the email. Do appreciate yeah, thanks for nothing, D-Rock. <laughs> thanks for reaching out. I appreciate it. No, thank you, man. Uh, OF, original friend of me. Okay, let's move on to MAMA parenting tips. What you got for us this week? Most awesome. What I'm coming at you with, Brandana, and for those listeners that are out there, uh, I'm I'm telling you, if you're a parent, I don't want you to be a short order cook. And and I'll get a little Mm -hmm. bit more into that. What I mean is, is that uh, I see far too often that parents are kind of catering to their kids' you know dietary wants, not their needs, not stuff that they need. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. not saying to give your kid peanut butter if they have a peanut allergy. What I'm saying is, is that they are like, I'm going to make my dinner and then I'm going to make the kids dinner. And we've really got to buck this trend. Brandon, I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. When your parent, when your, when your mom or your dad or whomever made dinner, do they make you a special dinner just for yourself? If on a regular Monday or Tuesday night? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to dive into this. I'm going to answer it real quick, but it's really funny you bring this up is because I was listening to, it made me think of you before I even knew the segment was going on, but there was a... Adam Carolla podcast, and he was talking about, and it blew my mind, but he was talking about how the kids trade in dinner. They just like eat like a little bit of fried chicken. They're just like, oh, no, actually, I like, kind of throw that pizza and I feel like pizza. Like, no, there was, there was a meal and there was either you ate that meal or you went to bed hungry. Right. And so I don't know where this has changed because we all, all, all of my, and I, and I don't know if it's parents thinking that they have to be the best parents possible. And that means that they give their kids everything or cater to their whims. What you really are doing is, is you are, cause it, cause to answer the question is, is no, we, my parents would yeah. never no. create a special meal for me. I'd never, if they were, if we were having chicken, guess what? I was having chicken. If it was salad, it was green beans. That was what I was having. I can't even, but, uh, I can't even imagine it. Like, can you imagine just being like, Oh, like you saw something else in there and you're just like, hey, can I do like the, uh, you know, the chef for RD, like ravioli instead? It'd be like, right. It was almost the opposite. Like I would have to sit in front of my beef stroganoff, still haven't eaten it again to this day until right. I ate it all. Like it was going to be 1230 in the morning, which for an eight-year-old Brandana, Brandana intact, I was getting tired. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so really what it is, is, is 
is you you can't cater to their whims and and really what you're doing is is in the long run you're actually creating finicky eaters and and mm-hmm. this is actually finicky eaters and the people that only eat like three things or four things i really have no patience for it again these whole parenting tips what are we trying to do we're trying to create you know, our little kids and turn them into good healthy adults so what you need to do in order to really kind of combat that, because some of our listeners might have kids and they might be going, oh, well, I'm already doing this. Because why? Because it's easy. It's easy for me to just give them their own meal. They eat. They There's no arguments. And at the end of the day, what difference does it make? Well, the issue is, is it's your time. It's your energy. You don't want to be cleaning dishes and making separate meals. You want to just have that time with your kids. So make it one meal. Make one family dinner time. Here, here's the thing that I think where, where, where parents get away from it and the reason why it devolves into this short order cooking. Um, a lot of times parents don't have kind of structured meal times. So what I mean by that is, is you kind of have a structured breakfast time. Um, you know, if kids, kids need to eat all the time. My little, my girls eat all the time. So we have structured kind of like snack times. You have lunch time. If they have a nap time, then they get up after a nap and then they'll usually have another small little snack and then dinner time. So really what you're trying to do is condition them to say, these are the times that you eat. Because what kids will do is they'll try and actually go for snacks before dinner. You know, can I have some chips or can I have this or that? Because they know then they can just not eat whatever dinner you're going to serve up to them. So really structure your meal times. You know, this is when we eat our dinners, right? And if they don't eat all of their dinner, then that's, you know, set the expectation with them. That's your time to eat. This is your opportunity to eat, okay? Yeah. And when you do these meals, these family meals or these dinners, right? Now, for breakfast, I'm not a real big stickler. I'll usually let them choose, but we have kind of an assortment of five or six things that are in the rotation that are easy for us to make. And, you know, I don't, I don't really eat like a real breakfast. And lunch, we usually pack our lunches. But dinner, that's really what the crux of it is. So when you're, when you're making dinner, what you want to do is you want to choose kid-friendly meals, right? So you talked, Brandon, you talked about V-Stroganoff, which might be a little Gross. exotic for four, yeah, Gross. exactly, for four-year-old. <laughs> Not a friend of the podcast, boo, but boo, V-Stroganoff, boo. V-Stroganoff. <laughs> what you want to do is you want to find kid-friendly meals, right? And you want to have, in our household, we do no-thank-you portions, right? So everything on the plate is a no-thank-you portion. But we know some of those things she will eat or our girls will eat, right? So that's the key is not just doing the same thing over and over again, but trying to look for kid-friendly meals, stuff that they'll like. And if they don't like it, you know, you have to have your no thank you portion and the expectation is set. You're going to try one bite and that is what it is. You can't say you you don't like something if you've never tried it. So that's your opportunity to try it. Here's the other thing too is, is dinner time, I'm trying to avoid the, the, barter, the bartering, the fighting, the negotiation of what they will eat, right? So you have to set, again, real clear boundaries. This is mealtime. This is what you're going to eat. There is no eating, right? You can try and dangle a little carrot and say, you know, if you eat, you know, X, if you eat your vegetables and pieces of chicken and and some quinoa or whatever, then you can have a small little treat afterwards. You got to be careful with that because then it becomes conditional. Well, if I eat this, then I get a treat. And, you know, obviously that's not a a healthy lifestyle that we're trying to condition. But in in good spots, you can kind of bring it out. But the, the, the objective is, is not to fight with the kids. Don't fight with it. This is the expectation. This is what, what's going to happen. And guess what? They might not eat a lot of food. And they might come back to you at 10 o'clock at night and say that they're hungry. Or 9 o'clock at night. They'll be okay. That's where you can really reinforce. Look, this is mealtime. That's when you're supposed to eat. You're basically, they're testing your will. Okay? Your kids are not going to starve. They're, your CPS is not going to get called on you. They're not going to wither away. If they don't eat a couple 
or if they don't need a few extra bites of their meal, they're not going to starve. So don't acquiesce to that little guilt trip that they're going to put on you. Stay firm to the, the structure, and eventually what they'll do is you have healthy little eaters who will eat a variety of things and, you know, protein and, and vegetables and, you know, maybe a little, you know, complex carbohydrates and stuff like that to really get a nice little meal for them. And yeah. so that's what I, that's, that's the parenting tip. Don't be a short order cook. There it is. Don't be a short order cook. Then don't break. Most awesome, real fast, uh, what's the most fucked up thing you've had for breakfast before in your life? The most fucked up thing I've ever had for breakfast? For breakfast, yeah. Um... Well, see, my wife always makes fun of me because I just I I will just eat literal garbage out of the fridge. Like I will just pour yeah. through leftovers. Her, it, it's probably not the weirdest thing, but it's it's I will just eat stuff out of the fridge cold. Like she it blows her mind that I I just will will just eat like oh that's leftover tacos. I'm just gonna eat that cold just in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, like gross stuff like that. I'm actually trying to get a lot better about my eating habits and not uh, not eat all the all the garbage that I do. But, um, but yeah, now, now what most awesome has is just two hard boiled eggs every, every morning. That's good. I guess my most fucked up would probably be a uh, Cabernet. Uh, all right, moving on, <laughs> <laughs> move on to the, uh, Neapolitan showdown right. in honor of Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl boo hiss and Villanova, uh, taking care That's of right. business in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we're moving on to uh this is a showdown we're still figuring out this segment give us a little latitude but we're basically going to both list the top three things philadelphia has brought us right uh, okay we'll go through these rapid fire real fast and i swear to god if you say philly cream cheese i'm going to lose my fucking mind <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm a little sour from the villanova law so i, I came at it uh a little, little, <laughs> yeah I some sour some sour moments sure I don't, I don't think mine are necessarily compliments so we're on the same page yeah exactly <laughs> okay so so my top moment that philly has brought us is the wing bowl which is literally a disgusting <laughs> excess of drinking and eating i have uh so mine maybe not the same vein but i have uh bill burr my favorite comedian has this thing have you seen it online he rips philadelphia in philadelphia oh really yeah so he tells this long story just look it up on youtube it's hard to explain why it's so poetic is philadelphia fans just notorious for being just fucking assholes and, <laughs> yes, they and are. like there's this there's this comedy concert with like uh tracy morgan was on the ticket like i think like bob second there's like all these kind of big comedians on this ticket and they go there and it's like it's outside. It's like I can't. It's before like a preseason like Eagles Cowboys game. It's three hours long, and the fans get drunk and just restless, and they're sitting on the grass and they just start booing. And then he just like rips them, and he he counts down. And he's just like, and that's minute number two. And then he's just like, Donovan McNabb sucks. Like your mother sucks. And he just like keeps <laughs> the Liberty Bell sucks, and he just does it for yeah. eleven minutes. Like just. And he actually kind of wins them over. It's hilarious. Give it a look up. Yeah. What's your number two? Bill Burr, Bill Burr is amazing. I love Bill Burr. Very, Big fan. He's, uh, he's a, yeah, he's a great comedian. Uh, that's a great one. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to, after this call, I'm going to look it up. Here's my, here's my other snowballs at Santa Claus. Everyone's heard this again, to kind of point your, your, your shittiness of, of Philly fans. Um, the one thing that I, I kind of picked up on is, is that when you look up, that moment mm-hmm. all the philly fans come to their defense and saying well he was a bad santa claus that's why we <laughs> threw snowballs at him like so that's a reasonable it's actually defense. it's the opposite like the philly fans are such huge fans of santa <laughs> that they didn't right. they didn't buy this fucking just like patchwork version of santa they're just like he's terrible what's uh what's your what's your number two uh my number two is i'll just go easy and sneak this in uh philly cheesesteak it is a good fucking sandwich let's call it spade a spade 
It is, but is Geno's the one that's the the one that everyone knows about, but is the most overrated cheesesteak? See, I think this is a little dangerous. I don't want to dip my toe in something I don't know shit about that I know people take very fucking seriously. I yes, don't know. That is true. That I, know, is true. I know there's two rivaling. I know like they like they both are like I invented yeah, it, and they're they're like, like, go fuck yourself. The best. Yeah. Like I'm just right, saying, like I'll have, like my, the best cheesesteak I have. Sure, I mean come at me, Philly fans, is Pepper Jack's in Lawrence, Kansas, and it it's fucking fantastic. Ooh, Highly recommended. Got to get that right. Well, here's the other thing that I, I was looking up for because I was, like I said, it was salty. I was just looking up shitty moments of sure. uh, Philadelphia. Sure. Consensus across the board from Philadelphians themselves. They've got shitty pizza. So fuck you guys and your pizza. No, they even admit to it. I mean, it's yeah, nice. they admit to it. And they also admit to they, their, their city stinks. It smells. Oh, God. That bums me out. Uh, all right. What's, <laughs> what's your number three, brother? Um, my number three, the best thing that ever happened to Philly is the one time that I attended a wedding in Philadelphia. Because that's about as good as it can get over there. That's my best. <laughs> okay. That's oh. my best moment. Like, see, I like each time. Like, we get called out for being super brewery, but we, we do bring a, little, we bring a little heart. Like, most, yes, awesome, exactly. most awesome enjoy some nuptials. He enjoys exactly. I love it. Uh, I have... Well, yeah, it doesn't say a lot for your shitty city, but it does. It... <laughs> okay, there we go. And there we're and okay. we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and okay, we're back. okay, okay. Perfect. You just got Perfect. hit with a sports. Okay. <laughs> I wish you would have finished that off. Uh, <laughs> I will later. It's just, it becomes like your, <laughs> it becomes like your most broadcasty voice, which is funny. It's just like, <laughs> okay, and yeah. you just and you're tuned into a sport. Okay. Uh, right. I go with the my third is the Kevin Bacon game, because uh, it's a really fun game. <gasps> How's like that connected. related to Philadelphia, though? Kevin Bacon was born in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. okay. So I was going to lead with... I'll who, give it to you. I was going to lead with... Well, thanks. I was going to lead with who's your favorite uh, Bacon brother, but I figured it'd be Kevin. Is it Kevin or the other one? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, is his name Romeo Bacon? Oh, I'm my really God. Sure. Neapolitan showdown. Guys, we're figuring it out. This was a fun Philly segment. We didn't necessarily go at each other's throats. I don't know why they want to make Most Awesome and Brandon in a fight. Is that, they, is that what they're, I, I think, that what they're I think, saying? I think that's what they want. That's what, I, that's what they want. They want us to do some fake, just like Stephen A, like cold pizza, like just like... Rah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, We're not about that life. That's not us. It's not us. That's we, right. We have a parenting corner. Like we talk about beef stroganoff. Like give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, they might be right. Anything wrong on my list? Nope. Your list look good. Moving on. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Gambling Corner. Thanks for tuning in last week when I confused everyone, had people pull out calculators to check my math and figuring out how to hedge a bet. Uh, it is possible. We're going to move to simpler times this week. Everybody can play along at home. Uh, please emails, email us in your picks, and I'll be sure to post them when we read them off sometime in late June. The reason I say that, it's not a joke. Uh, Saturday, April 14th, the NBA playoffs kick off. And I'm nice. presenting most awesome, uh, as we did with the NCAA playoffs when he was a real soothsayer, real right. reading the tea leaves. Uh, Little exactly. Chicago made it pretty far, which started off the hedging the bet, but also his number one pick on the kind of the top billings. He went with Villanova, and he would have got paid. Yeah. Nine, Nine to two, two right? Nine to two, Told buddy. Nine yeah. to two. I like it. <laughs> So what, I, what I'm going to do is, I think on this one, just to really see what can happen is, uh, I'm going to give you 500 MAB dollars, brother, 
You have 500, well, map, thought, 500 map dollars. I thought we were doing t-shirts. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to send you t-shirts. I can't. You do have to send me a t-shirt, yeah. I know, I know. I can't get too many t-shirts in the hole. But like this okay. one, I really like, I think what we can do is we can check back on the NBA Finals and see what you turn this 500 into. Okay. So they're, so, they're, so they're 500 map dollars? There's map dollars, yeah. So I'm going to read. Map dollars, or, or as I like to call them, bukkake bucks. <laughs> okay, here we go. Fitting it back in. Fitting it back in. Uh, I'm going oh, to man. read you the odds of what these NBA teams have to win a championship. And then you can spread okay. up this $500 however you want through all the teams. And then we'll see okay. where you land at the end. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about it if something sticks out on why you're in or at. These will okay. also be in order from, let's go last to first. Got the Denver Nuggets, 350 to 1. Okay. Utah Jazz, 200 to 1. Pelicans, 200 to 1. Timberwolves, 200 to 1. Bucks okay. 175 to 1, Heat 150 to 1, Pacers 150 to 1, Wizards 100 to 1, Spurs 60 to 1, 76ers 45 to 1, Trailblazers 40 to 1, Thunder 30 to 1, Boston 25 to 1. Uh, that's actually, that's different now. I was going to say that line that, is <laughs> That's different. I, I think I saw that it dropped too real fast before we got on 80 to 1. That seems a little extreme, but. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, Toronto Raptors. We'll go with that because they're not winning. Toronto Raptors nineteen to two. Cleveland Cavaliers eight to one. Rockets six to five. Golden State Warriors six to five. Obviously, I'll have to repeat some of these, and there are some kind of thresholds. One thing I did want to talk to you about jumping into this is in all the championships of sports, does the NBA find the truest champion? Yeah, I mean it's a best of seven, right? So, and it's yeah, yeah. I, I mean you're a... you're you're best of seven, and I'm trying to remember the first round they went back. They did the best of five, and I think they went back to best of seven, right? So I yeah, it is. It, you, you've got to, you've really got to go through the gauntlet. You've got an 82 game season. Um, I think the Spurs kind of figured it out the best of resting their players to kind of maximize in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's definitely you know anybody you know that's the thing about NFL football is anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday, but. In the NBA, you got to really, you got to come at it every fucking series. So, yeah, um, yeah, truest champion, yeah. Even though, that, and that's probably why there's probably the fewest, fewest number of individual teams that have won NBA championships over the last like ten years. Like it's the Bulls, the Pistons, the Lakers, you know, the Spurs, and and that's about it over the last like however long. You know, the Celtics had one, but that was it. So, so who, who's on your radar? I'm eliminating the Spurs at sixty to one and the Celtics at eighty to one. I'm going to tell you who I don't like. Yep. Um, These are crossing off. No Spurs. No, no Spurs, no Celtics. Those, yeah. are, those are, I think those are very, as you would say, public bets. Yeah. You know, Kawhi Leonard has missed the entire season. There's a lot of issue going on with the kind of inner, inner dealings with that team. Although they are still the Spurs and Pop is still Pop. But um, Celtics, I'm going to cross off the list. I think Ky- losing Kyrie is just going to be just... Yeah, you know they lost Gordon Haywood. They, I just know they're not going to be able to come back from from losing Kyrie. I mean, Brad Stevens is an unbelievable coach, but I just don't think that they're going to be going through. I mean, really, smart money is is, is put the Rockets right. So if I was going to if I put you know two hundred dollars on the the Rockets, right? It's not a it's not a tasty payout, but I'm I'm probably going to win some money. Yeah, and I'm looking at, I'm looking at the man one seventy five to one. That Bucks bet is looking a little interesting. Yeah, so I'm going to. I'm gonna put a hundred bucks on that. I got oh, two hundred dollars more. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Got two hundred on rockets. Two hundred on bucks or one hundred no, bucks. Sorry. Just yeah. at one hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then rally through for me the the bucks down back to the to the Celtics again. Uh, you want you want top players? Uh, down to the uh, you got Golden State at six to five. 
uh, Cavaliers eight to one, Raptors nineteen to two, Blazers forty to one, Seventy Sixers forty five to one, Wizards okay. one hundred to one, Pacers one fifty to one, Heat one fifty to one, Timberwolves two hundred, Pelicans two hundred, Utah Jazz two hundred. Yeah, see, I don't think any of those teams. Yeah, I mean, it's really. I don't think I don't know if the Golden State. I don't think that they have. I really think that the Rockets are gonna just shred them. I mean, but the the Raptors could come out of the East, no? Yeah, they do. They could, and they could, and because the, the Cavs aren't gonna have home court advantage, I think the the Raptors. It'll be interesting now with the Celtics. I think the Raptors have the best bets to do it. So you might want to seriously look at that Raptors at nineteen nineteen to two because yeah. that 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 actually is pretty smart. So maybe you put two hundred on that. Yep. And then maybe and then maybe 200 on the Rockets cuz I think they're the best in the West. Yep. You know, you got the Thunder coming out at you said I think it was 40 to 1 and you know, I just don't know. Uh, they could get hot. They really could get hot. But they've been kind of interesting that that triumvirate between Paul George and Carmelo Anthony and Russell West, Westbrook hasn't really struck that much fear into the NBA yeah. the way I think that they thought it was going to. Yeah. So maybe you could you could sprinkle and say, okay, box it maybe $50, and then the other 50 you could throw in another West. So I like doing two East teams and two West teams, right? Yep, that makes and sense. And you can maybe do two, two Eastern, you know, one Western favorite, one Eastern favorite, and then maybe two, you know, East, one East long shot, one West long shot. And so maybe at 40 to 1 with the Thunder, that looks like that could that could probably pay out. Yeah, it's, it's 30 to 1, but I like that. 30 to 1? Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, Blazers was 40 to 1, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would probably take the the Thunder at with 50, 50 mad bucks. Yep. Um, at thirty to one. So that's great. So I think right now you have uh, the Rockets with two hundred mad bucks and the Raptors two hundred mad bucks, and you know that you you go in there with like worst case scenario winning your money back on the Rockets. Maybe Toronto Raptors trip them up and you get paid. Right. Our brother. Well, I know that spring I sprang that on you, and as always, you delivered. That's the gambling corner for this week. Uh, please email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, you heard the odds. Uh, let's hear what you're thinking. I'll read them on the air. I'd love to hear kind of uh, your guys' case for you know where the money makes the most sense, or if you're just basketball fans, give us a little tip. Who's who's making it through and why? We'd love to hear. Uh, okay, moving on. Wrapping up the show here. You know, I think we called it right. This is a monster episode six, brother. I told you, I told the people that we we're going to bring you the told, heat. You warned they, them. The you warned heat them. Was brought. You warned. Put on your your pot handlers. It's like they're pot, pot handlers. Pot, pot handlers. It's getting hot. Pot. It's getting hot. It's hot, not hot. still. I'm unfortunately it's still not quite. Uh, all right, brother. Your MVP of the week. Uh, I'll start okay. off coming in with. I got kind of a serious one. Uh, it's cool. I always like to see kind of athletes work out. I want to give the credit to Jordan Miller. I don't know if you heard this story, but her father, Shane Caldwell, uh, stage four lung cancer, just drummed up this little social media campaign. Uh, his family got him a couple of tickets to the Masters, which was a lifelong dream. Uh, she knew he was Tiger Woods fan, uh, did everything she could, did a Facebook campaign, uh, went to Twitter, and then you know someone's boyfriend that used to work for the Woods Foundation like reached out, like uh, his caddy saw it, and then finally his girlfriend, uh, Tiger Woods' girlfriend, uh, Erica Herman saw it, got in touch, and yep, yeah, uh, Shane Caldwell got to meet Tiger Woods, signed a glove for him, that said uh, "Stay strong, Tiger Woods," and it was cool. I, I like that. I like nice. that kind of like yeah, I dig, like it. digging in. Like Jordan Miller just not taking no for an answer and just lighting up Twitter, lighting up Facebook, getting it done. So Jordan Miller, you are my MVP. Obviously, that's co MVP for Shane Caldwell, and uh, hats off to you also, Tiger Woods, making it happen. Bow, bow, bow. 
I like it. What do you got, bro? Um, that's sweet. That's nice. So my MVP of the week, um, far less heartwarming than yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think we also did. Didn't we just have a conversation about what order we should do these in? It's just like, hey, if one of us have like something that's a little bit more on the serious tip, maybe that goes second. But uh, right, you right, know, right, right. Say, yeah. say you're hilarious. So now I got one. a tough act to follow <laughs> with my boy Artreo Boyd. Okay. Now I'm, sur- I'm surprised you haven't heard of this name. His or maybe it goes by his his handle, aka Dimes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so there's a thing in with NBA 2K that they have now drafted in Mavs Gaming League. The NBA has now have had like a gamers draft, and Adam Silver, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner. This is online. You can watch this. The Mavs, the Mavs team. Mark Cuban called this guy and drafted Artreo Boyd, aka Dimes. He's living his truest life right now, far better than mine, because he plays NBA 2K all day, er day. He gets <laughs> he gets selected er number one overall in some you know gamers league draft, and I'm pretty sure he won like two hundred fifty thousand dollars playing NBA 2K somehow. I'm not really sure. I just said it on his on his Twitter handle. So Artreo Boyd is my my MVP of the week. Because he plays video games for a living and, and he got drafted number one overall and got to hear his name called by the NBA commissioner, which is a lifelong dream of your most awesome boy right here. Well, he gets an air horn also. And real quick with the Tales from the Frat. Um, I'm going to talk about the first time most awesome and brand Dana met. Uh, we'll keep it short. I was coming into LA. I couldn't time it. I remember reached out to T-Boss to ask him what's a good time to drive into LA. Obviously, there's no good time. Uh, <laughs> right. Showed up. He was still at work. I think it was like 3.30. I sat down with Carl's Jr. <laughs> Wait for him to get home so I could get into what would be my future home for two and a half, three years uh, and therefore be known as the frat. Uh, the frat. I just, I That's just, how the frat was born. I, yeah, I just saw it from the uh, from the alleyway in a in a town where I had no idea how it was going to work. Sat in a Carl's Jr. Uh, filled in the application. Not a joke. Uh, just worried shout about. Out, it. Shout out Carl's Jr. I love your <laughs> <sandwiches>. <laughs> and also the Western Burger. Don't sleep on that Western Burger. Don't sleep <laughs> on the correct. Western Burger. Uh, yeah, I fell asleep with many a night with a burger in my mouth. Yep, that's, that's for another friend. Uh, and then, so the first time we met, we went to a basketball game, and I just remember you in the car because we were in a we were in a fantasy football league together. Yeah, that that's were, the start of our of our very secretive fantasy football league. Yeah, yes, that's, yeah, that's I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think we're ready to even drop the name on air yet. I think it's too soon. We can't. We can't. But uh, yeah, we went we went to play basketball, and I remember after two games, I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to go find a job. And you were just like, you're in the fantasy football league. And I was just like, yeah, you made us fill out the checks too. <laughs> what, what? Paul, 10 inches limp. Thompson. Limp, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that, that's, that's my standard mantra. I mean, it's, it says it on my checks. 10 inches limp. Uh, so I said that in the car, like we were driving the basketball game. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I know you. Like it was the first words we spoke. It's just like, I'm like, it's Paul, 10 inches, 10 inches limp, Dawson, right? It just had like this look of just confusion on your face and in my head i was just like it's your joke motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right brother Uh, that's great stuff well i'm glad i'm glad you survived i'm glad you didn't work at carl's jr although the free chicken sandwiches would have been nice yeah but that's good i I remember i do remember the car ride over there i don't remember i don't remember the 10 inches length but i do i mean how could you forget the 10 inches length but still so funny uh well we brought the heat uh 
Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode six of the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. It helps a lot. Uh, please give a little five-star rating, tell a friend, and leave a comment. I know that's a lot of homework, but we really appreciate it. We have a lot of fun, and we thank you for listening. It's been a good talk, brother. And you've been hit with a sports <laughs> bukkake. All right, we're trying them all out. All right, talk to you next week, my man. Bye-bye. All right, later, man. Bye. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.